Hi, I'm Mike Palin. And I'm Mary Palin. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which we call... Mondays with Mike and Mary. You know, all weekend long, Mary and I think about our most recent R-squared coaching sessions and select just for you some highlights. Yeah, either a parade of techniques or an ask the experts that we think is going to help you in your business. And these come from the smartest... Most generous. And the best trained agents in North America. Just remember, because what happens on R squared stays, stays on, on R squared, it's confidential. So, so we don't use names. Now, if you'd like to find out how R squared coaching could help you in your business, go to floydwickman.com and you'll find the most affordable and the most effective coaching program on the planet. And now, here's Mondays, Mondays with, with Mike, Mike and, and Mary. Mary. Well, lots of talk this week about the market normalizing, oh. stabilizing, you know, track everything, know your numbers. This is this week's parade of techniques All right. <clears throat> that your multiple listing system tracks days on market. And you could be thinking, oh, it's nine. And the multiple listing system says, yep, it's nine days, but that's an average. In some markets, and in fact in most markets, the low end is still in demand, but the high end... Price range. Yes. High price range. Right. Is the slowing luxury down. luxury market, yeah, is normalizing, oh. slowing down. So keep track of that, but segment your market and know what's going on in that way. Huh. The inventory in certain segments is increasing. The number of multiple offers in certain segments is going down. So there's a shift. And in any shift, what do you do? Remember what Floyd taught us. Listings are the, the name, name of, of the, the game. game. Yeah. Do you have a parade of techniques? Well, speaking of things that Floyd Wickman taught us, <laughs> yes. what is the process for working your book of business? which of course is the foundation for all success, no matter what's happening in the market. It is mail, mail call, call, C, 1231, right? Mail something every month. By the way, email and snail mail, because email, I mean, do you still have an AOL or Hotmail address that you give out when you don't want to receive anything from someone? <laughs> yes, you do. So don't be just emailing. They may never hear from you again. Mail, call, three times a year, and C, once a year. So I've got a C for you. Actually, I got a couple of them. Hmm. So how would you like to attend the ladies' spring fling? Ooh, about 30, 35 women are invited to a luncheon with cocktails. And it's being held at the Rec Center Clubhouse. So because that's where it's being held, our student can bring in alcohol, little bit of wine, having it catered, got some food coming, and a goodie bag for each attendant, attendee, wine tumbler in the goodie bag, a little white bag with pink tissue and um, a bunt cake and hand cream, and oh my gosh, it's going to be so much fun. Now, that's going to be a great source of incoming referrals over the next year, right? So we have another student who just did her own version of that for Mother's Day. It was the weekend before Mother's Day, and she spent about $1,300, and here's what she did. 
she had a flower truck that goes to farmers markets come right to her location she she borrowed a parking lot from a friend of hers put this truck this flower truck in this location <clears throat> invited invited an ice cream truck to come and she gave away bouquets of flowers Ice cream and flowers. Ice cream and I flowers. Like Is that neat? And that brought up the, remember last year I did Father's Day. And what she did for Father's Day is she had signs made up and put in the yards of all the fathers, among some other things. So what's your C, S-E-E? -E? What's your plan for this year for your C? And maybe, speaking of segmentation, yeah. maybe you segment different parts of your book of business past clients, from people that are prospects, from people that are perhaps in your geographic area. What's your C? Sometimes it's better to get them to come to you. Oh, it's easier. Right. A lot less labor intensive. <clears throat> That's right. Faux show. Okay, I had an interesting conundrum. Oh, are we moving to ask the experts? We now? are. All right. I hope you don't mind. That's the plan. So in my market, we can list something as coming soon. Oh, yeah. For seven days. So I did. And I scheduled an open house. But in the interim, I got a call from an agent who said, what price will take this house off the market? Whoa. <laughs> wow. What a question. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I called the seller and said, we got a bully offer, a preemptive offer. Um, what price would take the house off the market? And they said something that was 25000 over asking. So that's what I communicated to the agent. They wrote it up, and the seller accepted it and was elated. Elated. Keep this in mind for later. The seller was elated. Um... Should I have waited till it was on the market and held the open house? Now we're thinking back about, did we make the right move? Did I do the right thing? Hmm. Well, here's the advice. Your seller was elated, so stop doubting yourself. Yes, it's a double-edged sword. Yes, it's an ethical dilemma, but your seller got a convenient, stress-free sale, right? That's as, not closed yet either. Right. <laughs> as long as you got full disclosure in advance and you made it the seller's choice. Now, in your MLS remarks, you could lay out the conditions for which a seller would accept a preemptive offer, and that would be one way to get around this ethical dilemma, um, as long as the seller authorizes disclosure like that in advance, everybody said, yeah, you're fine. And stop doing this coulda, shoulda, woulda stuff to yourself. You know, no regrets. And in, in this state, you're not a seller's agent or buyer's agent, you're a transaction agent. Ah. So I think that's smart. And of course, the most important thing in this whole episode is to leverage what you've learned from this, right? 
Yeah, like when you're working with a buyer, That's maybe right. that would be a question you would want to put in your little pack of techniques. Yeah, I have heard this over and over. More of my listings are selling without having been on the market. Yeah. More of more of my buyers, because I'm working smart, I'm doing what Floyd and Mike and Mary taught me to do, are buying stuff that's not on the market at all or yet. So remember that, gang, when you're out there among the English, listings are the name of the game and get it, get ink on paper. That's how you put deals together. I'll tell you how you put deals together. You buy a ticket to the Virtual Master Sales Academy, Michael. That's coming up June 14th, y'all. And we're going to have spotlight people who are having a great year by doing certain things that nobody else is doing. And so, oh, I can't wait. It's going to be good. <laughs> but that's one of them. Sell properties before they hit the market. Oh, and yeah. we'll show you how. Right. Yeah. All right. I have an ask the experts. All right, here's the Did question. Did you just get Southern on this? <laughs> Honey, I've always been Southern. All right. Bless your um, heart. <laughs> well, you know what that means. All right, here's the question. How do I separate myself from deals? That's the way the question was mm. asked. But here's the question behind the question. I can't sleep at night. All I do is work. I'm working all the time. People are calling me at 11 o'clock at night. I'm just worn out. I haven't been on any listing appointments. <clears throat> Did we say listings are the name of yeah. that? But People are calling me at 11 o'clock at night. How do you know? Is you, your phone on? Uh, Come on. All right, so here's the story. Canadian buyers came to my state. I did a sit-down CETO with them. We, have, we found a house. It's supposed to close last week. They cannot get here from Canada. You know why? No. They're not vaccinated. Oh, dear. Now, I couldn't ask that question because there was attorneys involved on both sides, and they said, oh, 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 can't ask that question, invasion of privacy. Wait a minute. My seller's got all this money on the line, and I can't ask if the buyer can come to our country? Uh, I so don't think you can. I have spent 10 days trying to figure out how to get around, do a workaround, figure out, my God, I'm working 23 out of 24 hours. And the only answer is to have my Canadian buyers go to the American Embassy in Canada and close. There's, they won't accept electronic closings, nothing. There's no flipping solution. And guess what? The embassy is booked until July. Oh, that's two months from now. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Okay, so we heard some advice like, well... July isn't all that far from now. We heard some advice. Biblically, the race isn't won by the swiftest or the smartest, mm -hmm. but the one who perseveres. We heard, stop answering your phone. <laughs> 11 o'clock at night, why isn't your phone off? Thank you, whoever said that. <laughs> Frank. Um, what does your outgoing message say? What are the boundaries you have set? with the people that you are working with. And if you haven't set them, why not start setting boundaries? What are your affirmations saying? Because you're coming to this call going, woe is me. Where, where is your mind control? What are you doing to control your thinking? Um, you need a, a hard stop. You need to book something for the end of the day that you are going to go do so you stop 
working. Oh, that's smart. If your whole life is about work, well, make yourself stop. Book yourself a bunch of friends for dinner, and you have to cook. And if you don't start at 4 o'clock, you'll be bringing Jimmy John's, and they'll be mad at you. <laughs> I mean, you know. So what's your hard stop? Anyway, get a life. Love that. Terrific advice. Isn't it? As always. And it's, you know, it's such, it's, this is, I don't know what we would do without R-squared coaching. I, I had a student say, I just couldn't live without my group. I'm, I, you know, what, what do people do if they're not participating in a group? It's group therapy. It's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I heard also this week. It's, yeah. it's, I come to this call every Friday and I can face another week. Yeah. It's a reboot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Turn the page. All right. See you there.